everybody, this is Beef the Legend, and I'm here to introduce the podcast because, you know, to me, there's nobody better than this shit than to do this but me. Here's the thing. If you don't like cinematic matches because that's the future of the way that the wrestling business is going, to me, you're just fucking wrong. So to have an opinion one way or another, if it's not the same as my opinion, well, then you're a jackass. Because this is the best thing going today. It's the best thing that the WWE's ever done, and nobody else can touch any of this. To me, uh, hey now, hey man, no man, uh, listen, hey now, uh, Poot, you can go ahead and start the podcast because I'm going to talk 95% of the time because it's me, and I'm beef, and I know more than fucking anybody. So to me, nobody can touch this shit. I'm hot shit. So here's the thing. Uh, it's beef, sway, or no way. So to me, go fuck yourself. You're listening to... The Pittsburgh Pile Driver. What the hell is that? Podcast. Hi, it's the Pittsburgh Pile Driver Podcast. That's right, I listened to the intro of the last episode and uh, not entertained. Not sports entertained in the slightest. Uh, not surprising, though, since uh, Beef and Legend was at the helm. So, uh, yeah. Usually, Beef the Legend and Sports Entertaining do not do not go hand in hand. But have no fear, the regular Pittsburgh Podcast, podcast not P3 Light, is back with you today. It's the three amigos, the original bros, the OGs. We're here to tickle your eardrums with our vocal words. Beef the Legend, Poot the Bard, and Alec Ransom are here to talk about things that Beef wants to talk about because... It, to me, it, nobody got nothing better than me. How you doing, boys? Oh my god, I'm dying. That was so funny. Oh my god. Uh, the champ has returned, ladies and gentlemen. The champ has returned. Ladies and gentlemen, my name Mm-mm. is Poot the Bard. And I am the, the reciprocal advocate for your reigning. Let me just stop right there. No, defending, no, 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 we're done with this. We're done with this. No, 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 no. Defending. No you brought this here. on yourself. <laughs> you brought this we on are, yourself. You brought this on yourself. This. You shut we up. You know what? I'm muting you. I'm muting you. No, 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 no. I'm muting you. I'm muting you right now. I'm muting you right now. Guess what? You're getting muted. You're getting muted. You're getting muted. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Poot the Bard, and I am the reciprocal advocate for your reigning, defending, undisputed. Choo, choo, chooserweight champion, Mr. Alec Ransom. Beef, guess what? Now you can talk. Fuck oh, hi, Beef. How are you? Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry, Beef. Oh. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Sorry, not sorry. It's I'm sorry. sorry. I listened to the last intro. I'm not sorry. He had this coming. No, I, I, I had it coming. <laughs> but you, sir, you, sir, are no Leslie Nielsen. Uh, you know what? There is. Oh, my God. Kind of funny. I love who? you. I love funny. you, idiots, so much. What do you mean, who? You get out of here. Who? 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 Master the stand-up man. Airplane. My God. Oh, my God. Naked gun. Oh, I'm dying. Oh, you guys. Oh, wow. So how are you faces tonight? How are you guys doing? Good talk. Good. (laughs) Good talk. Great talk to everybody. Everybody's being so polite. Uh, You know, it's... uh, it's podcast day, so I'm 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 good, man. Oh man, it, it, dude, and okay, I didn't I didn't watch Raw 
just because again, I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of like I'm kind of getting to where you guys are. You know me, I try and be the power of positivity here. I do. Like I try and be like, well, it wasn't so bad. It wasn't this. But I, I'm going to tell you something. I didn't watch it because I was like, look, I don't want negativity in my life. And I know I'm going to be frustrated by Raw. However, NXT this week, watched it tonight before we did the podcast. Loved it. Loved it. Yeah. L-O-V-E-D yeah. I mean, it. It was, uh, it, it, was, it was a good show this week. And that's true of most, most weeks. Uh, NXT and AEW really raised the bar. And yet Raw still like... Raw and SmackDown still trump them in ratings time after time. It 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 really makes me question, and and I, I think it's just because Raw and SmackDown are like, um, you know, twenty, thirty, eighty years old. They're 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 establishment at this point. Like people would just watch because it's Monday night or it's Friday night. Um, I I you know, but I mean, man. Quality of wrestling on Wednesday nights is far better, far better than any other night of the week. Well, yeah, I mean, NXT coming off of, um, you know, one heckin' awesome uh, in your house. Oh, my gosh. I, uh, I would expect nothing less from, from this week's really? weekly programming you with guys, NXT. You guys liked it? I, you know, I, I was, I was I very did. tepid. I was, I was very tepid. Are I, you it was serious? A good show. It, so it was a good show, but... Like to me, NXT there putting on a nah. good show. Hey. Know, right? Nah. NXT putting on a good show is the equivalent of like I don't know, man. Like it, it just feels like maybe I need to go back and watch it. But like I, I thought Portland was better. I thought all of the takeovers last year were better. I thought both of the take the UK takeovers last year were better. So I, I mean, I. I love the aesthetic. I love Todd Pettengill. I love the little, like, you know, hey, we know you've been watching for 30 years. Like, you know, the, the, the little... Oh, uh, he the, did his 900-number stick. That oh, was yeah. hilarious. Oh, my God. It, it, it was just... The thing that I liked about it was it was, it was referential just enough. Yes. Like, the, yeah. the I, DX back there goofing around with the computer i i'm not gonna lie oh that was great that i was laughed great so hard i laughed i'm Road no dog knocking over that sign was, was yeah cool. oh yeah <laughs> i think i think maybe my problem from nxt in your house stems from the expectation i had for gargano versus lee which i think was a problem because i don't think we're gonna get uh johnny five star anymore um well, i i think i think that johnny is committed to being a heel as and he should be. Heels and, and heels should not give you five star matches. If anything, heels should be working to lower the stars off of your matches. So like I don't know. But like, in I, a, I not in the way that you're because when I hear people say, like you said like lowering you know, lower the, the mat to me that makes it go like, oh, they're gonna shit storm it, but not in the way you're thinking. Just for anyone out there who's listening, thinking beef is saying, Well, I think they should just be shit asses in the ring. No, 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 no. They should, you know, like like working in rest holds and rest holds. Oh, and like, yeah. That's what heels do. They do rest holds. Killing momentum. So, I mean, I, exactly. Like Lee versus Gargano, which I think was like the linchpin for me. And, you know, if I'm being honest, Cole versus uh, Dream didn't blow me away, which sucks because I know they're both great in the ring. But it was just, you know, I, I, I the two times that NXT has done cinematic matches... <clears throat> 
have both been okay, which is a worse record than AEW and WWE at this point. Um, the Ciampa Gargano thing was okay. It was a great match, but it just went a little bit too long. Ciampa Gargano. Yeah. At, at the at the um, takeover. Well, the, the uh, what was supposed uh, to be takeover okay. over WrestleMania weekend. Sorry, and I, then, I didn't uh, know what you were referencing there. All right, I'm good. All good. I'm good. My, my, my apologies. I'm, I'm jumping around, as, as usual. Uh, and then Dream versus Cool. Like, it was awesome, Cool, in the monster truck. And then Dream coming out dressed as Negan. Like, that was cool. And, like, um, what the hell is his name? Fuck. Um, Dexter. Dexter Loomis rolling up and putting the other two members of the, of the NSPD era in, in the car and driving off. Like, that... There, there were moments, but for the most part, I was just very underwhelmed with that and the NXT North American title match. So I think maybe that that has skewed my perception of the event negatively. I wouldn't say that it was as good as the NXTs that happened last year. Um, right. I, you know, no. I, I agree with you there. I think those ones were definitely better. But as far as a pay-per-view went, um. I, I don't know. I, I thought it was solid. I didn't think it was. I didn't think it was anything spectacular. But I didn't. There wasn't a time during this NXT event that I rolled my eyes and went, oh, "That's so stupid," which I tend to do on most WWE pay per views nowadays. And and not trying to not trying to be um, what's the word I'm looking for um, argumentative or or assuming anything. Not gonna lie, it's refreshing to hear you say that about a cinematic match. I'm sure. No, and I mean, like, that's, and as weird as it sounds, like, the Money in the Bank match, great. Uh, the, the other stuff at, at WrestleMania, great. But like I said, man, the, the, the two NXT matches, and, and maybe it's because I think that NXT is above that. Because I don't think they need the stupid fucking gimmicks. Let the guys wrestle. Because they can't. You're setting your sights too high. That's probably it. That, that's probably it. I'm, I'm, I'm expecting them to actually go out there and wrestle. Whereas WWE needs the gimmicks, I think, because they don't let the guys go out there and wrestle. Um, it, it really is a different style from NXT to WWE. Um, I, the the other thing that I think Takeover had against it was that uh, Double or Nothing was just last was just a week prior, and Double or Nothing was a great show. So like, I don't know. I'm I'm, I'm trying not to say to me, but but it, it's nah. just it's it's killing me. Um, don't worry about it. Deal with it. Say what you want to say. To me, <laughs> I, feel, I feel like nah. it's um, like when and 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 you can't help but compare AEW and NXT because I think that they are cut out of the same mold. Uh, that they're you know the fruit out of the same basket. Well, it's so, it's because of that indie thread. Like they just mm -hmm. have oh, that running squeaking. You know what? No, there's, there's freaking trucks down the road just squeaking their brakes like crazy. Oh, neat. Yell that's at like, them. You know, outside my, outside my windows at all that times of the night, fucking Jake breaks. Hooray. Anyway, um, yeah, I mean, I just, like, Double or Nothing was such a great pay-per-view. And, and, you know, I think, I think I wanted more from In Your House. I, I, I wanted it to be a little bit longer. I wanted some of the matches to maybe be a little bit more, I don't know. Maybe the, I'm crazy. I, I I could be. I could be crazy. I don't know. The only it the, did, did seem like a short event. The only the only match that really kind of left me wanting 
but not it wasn't even like it let me down. It just kind of left let me going, ah, you know, that was that was good, but it wasn't great was uh, um, Gargano uh, Lee because and I think I figured it out after ruminating upon it for the past couple days. I, I think the reason is, is because Johnny is wrestling a style that's more cowardly shit eating heel. Mm-hmm. And Lee doesn't real it that that doesn't suit Lee. Lee's really good whenever it's go 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 go, you know, not spot fest, but when it's just like hit 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 hit. He does really well in that environment. I mean, again, and I hate to go back to the well on this, but look at the work that he did with um with Dominic Dajakovic. Mm. Like those matches were outstanding. They were absolutely outstanding. And like that that's kind of the thing is like when you put Lee in that situation where he has to slow down, it's it, it kind of tends to show his very few, very few weaknesses. Right. And it makes him less impressive because when you have a guy his size that can go and do, you know, the stuff from 205 Live, but you don't let him do that, it's just another big guy wrestling a match. And again, nothing against Keith Lee. I love no. Keith Lee. No, no, no. Love Keith. Love Keith Lee. But, uh, you know, the, the, it was it, it was an interesting stylistic choice of the match. That That's all I'll say. Like, they... I, I really feel like they know that when the crowds come back... Johnny's still going to be cheered because he's Johnny freaking wrestling, you know? Uh, because he goes out there and puts on great matches. I don't know about that, and man. Who, refresh my memory, who are the people in the crowds? Are they WWE employees or are they actual performance They're performance center uh, people. Okay, all right, all right. Yeah, they're, they're, they're... Sarah asked me who those people were, and I couldn't remember if they were, you know local fans that they were letting a few in or if they were employees who they're like hey put them at ringside and tell them what to do no they're 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 um uh performance center uh developmental talent it, Ooh, it, me. Okay. It, it truly would not shock me because that's because putin and i had that discussion last week about fans in uh wwe nxt versus fans in AEW. It, it really would not shock me if vince has like an earpiece to them and like or, or I, I've I've read stories about like you know taping stopping and like someone coming over the recording and like coming over the PA and saying hey you guys need to do this this or this and it's just you know well I no, I, I would be shocked if that wasn't happening right well and that and that's kind of my issue is that like there's so much stifling creativity in WWE like, let them just do their thing. I don't understand why that's such a problem. Maybe, I mean, maybe it's idiomatic of the fact that we know Vince McMahon hates giving up control. But, you know... Well, I mean, that's a, that's, a, that's a typical Vince McMahon thing. Like, don't right. let the guys do what they do. Don't sneeze. Do what I tell you to do. Do what I want you to do. Yeah, overthink everything. You know what? Yeah. If they think we're going to let this guy win, we're going to let this guy lose. But we can't let them think that we think that they know that, that we think what they're thinking. So then we're going to make them win instead. And it's just, you know. My brain It's hurts. the same problem that we've had. Exactly. It's the same problem that we've had the last two, three, five, ten years. Is that 
they outbook themselves out of common sense sometimes. And, and I think that that's sometimes becoming the norm for the shows now. So that's why it makes my fucking heart hurt that um, Dijakovic is heading for Raw because I know that there's zero chance that he's going to get used well in Raw. Oh, he's, he's, uh, they're going to bury the piss out of him. Like, he's, um, he's not the, the, Go ahead. Uh, who was the NXT guy that said that they would they would rather retire than go to Raw or SmackDown? Champa. Champa. That was Champa. Okay. Yep. I remember us talking about an NXT guy that was like, "Nope, I, I would retire before I left NXT to go to Raw or SmackDown." And uh, he, Tara and I had that conversation when we were watching this this takeover. And I said, you know, she's like, "Wow, you know, whoever said that must really uh, you know be passionate about not going to the main roster." And I said, "Well." If you, you know, we've, I know we've talked about it before, but it's relevant to this conversation. Um, look how many guys who were top NXT guys, NXT champions, they go to the main roster, they're hot for a cup of coffee, and they're buried in mid-card obscurity. And that's where they stay. Yep. For freaking Bobby Roode. Yep. I, but that makes me so sad they brought him up and turned him into just a cheesy, dumb baby face. I was so mad. I was you know, so he had mad. the perfect, the he had the perfect, you know, two thousand whatever version of Ric Flair. You know, not he, he wasn't quite Ric Flair. He wasn't at his level, you know, as far as entertainment or popularity or whatever. But it seemed like he was going that way. Like he was getting there. The gimmick that he had in NXT, the glorious Bobby Roode, it really was working. And it just it fizzled into nothing on the main roster. You know the thing that I'll always point to is going to be American Alpha. American Alpha had oh. such success in NXT. Like, they were the hottest tag team in the world. Uh, Young Bucks fight me. The American Alpha were, like, the name on everybody's tongue. And they got called up to the main roster. They were, like, a top five draft pick, I think. Like, when they when they brought back the draft, they were, like, a top five draft pick. And I'm like, oh, shit, here we go. And nothing, nothing. Nope. Just what happened? To, what happened to Kurt Angle's son? Where's he at now? Oh, the, uh, he he actually got hurt. Jason Jordan. Yeah, uh, he had a neck injury. Yeah, so I oh, think he he's Kurt working Angle's as son. a. Pre- <laughs> oh no! What would he say? I he said, says, oh, no, he, he is Kurt Angle's son. Like father. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. oh no! Father. I think I think he's working as a producer now. I, I believe. I, I I just saw. His name somewhere recently, so he's still like employed by the Fed. And is David but... Tunga still employed there? Yeah. Yeah. Why are they wasting money on him? Look, I he look, couldn't wrestle in NXT. He couldn't wrestle in the Nexus. He couldn't. He just he, couldn't wrestle because I, he was married to what's her name, but now they're divorced. So. Oh, are they? Uh, oh, what's her name? Pop star. It uh, was uh. Brittany. Brittany would know. Um. Uh, yeah. yeah, I know who you're talking about. Jennifer Hudson. I can see her. Yeah. Well, oh, yep. they, they, but now, but but now they're divorced, so you know what's right. what's keep. Uh oh, beef. I'm here. I was okay. getting ice. Sorry. Uh, I I hope Otunga knows a good lawyer. Oh, hey, oh, hey, walk a walk jokes. No, like the 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 thing is with um with Otunga, like I mean. I, I like I like seeing him pop up on pre-shows. Like it seems like he's a little more relaxed. It does. It really does. Like he seems he a little more chill. He still can't talk worth a damn, though. I well, you know, he's he's got I don't understand. He's got he's got he's, the Vince McMahon look. 
Like he looks like somebody that Vince McMahon wants. Yeah. But he's trash on the mic. He's trash in the ring. Oh, I wouldn't. So I wouldn't say ring. trash. I'd say he's flat. Uh, no, he's bad oh, in the ring, man. Like he's, he's terrible not good. in the ring. Uh, he's not. He's not. T- he's not. Um, uh, I'd put him on the same. He's not Nia Jax bad. Well, I mean, who the fuck probably, is anymore? Probably because Ooh. he hasn't had the opportunity to get in the ring and hurt somebody. <laughs> exactly. Well, uh, I'm sure he would. The, the the problem with pre-show Otunga is that he cannot, like, pick a lane. Like, sometimes he's absolutely neutral. Sometimes he's like, hey, I'm going to support the face. Sometimes he's like, I'm a shit-eating heel, and I know it. And, oh, like, it's he bounces back and forth constantly. He yo-yos. He does. He does yo-yo. That's a good. That's a good way to phrase it. So, or, uh, or, or, or maybe, or maybe, maybe we should, maybe we should just call it uh, show showing because you know, big show. Well, so okay, oh. so we're talk. We talked about um, Otunga never really had a gimmick, but we're talking about things that that didn't work. Um, and I, I have a question. I feel like this is something that needs to be posed. I don't know if Ransom watched or not, but um, we talked about. Uh, the whole Kurt Angle son thing and how that just went over like the wettest of farts. Um, So here's my question, Beef. El Hijo de Mm -hmm. Fantasma. Um, No, don't. No. Oh, you you and I are going to get into a fight over this, buddy. Go ahead. Hold on, hold on. Wait, wait, wait. Give me a little bit of background. I'll tell you what, the, Beef. The simplest of backgrounds. Who is this Beef, give give Ransom the rundown of what happened and, and the audience. He oh, is yeah. the new cruiserweight champion. Uh, okay. He won the cruiserweight Invitational. I forget what they were calling it—the thing that basically put Drake, put that put Drake Maverick over. Anyway, he. Um, and now he, is Drake Maverick they, still there or gone now? Oh yeah, they signed him to a new contract. No. Yeah, Triple oh, H did the tri- Triple H did the the, the, the Cedric Alexander bit where he comes Cedric! out of the, end of the match. And, Cedric, yes, Cedric I, I, Alexander. I, I will never say it right. Just just Celery Alexander. Anyway. Uh, so Triple H does a thing, fuck, like he did with Cedric, and um, start calling you Beep. See how anyway, you like it. Beep the Lurgan. He comes out. Lurgan. Anyway, Triple H comes out and gives uh, you know Drake the contract, and there's tears and blah blah blah. Anyway, so yeah, who's this Phantasmo uh, guy? He's from he's Phantasma. Uh, he's from Triple oh, uh, in, now in we're Mexico. I think right. he's. I think Phasma. he's a. I think. I, I, I think he's a second generation, not sure. Uh, he's a very talented dude. Um, you know, Mexican, under the I'm hood, assuming, right? Yes. Right, yeah, exactly. Lucha, under the hood, right. doesn't seem to, sp- to speak a lot of English, but, you know, as, as most of them don't. Okay, whatever. So, Damn. they have vignettes for him before he comes up. Uh, he goes through the Cruiserweight Invitational. I think he lost, like, one match. Uh, he won the title in his debut. Okay, great. So... Last night, so over over the course of the last, like, I don't know, three months or so, they've been having these two dudes in, like, generic-ass lucha masks and, like, tuxedos come and try and abduct people or successfully abduct people. Hmm. Um, two people who they abducted. It, it was actually very reminiscent of the Samoa Joe angle in TNA several years ago oh. where they kidnapped Samoa Joe. Anyway, um, yeah, WWE doesn't think that we remember, but we remember. Um, Pepper Schwarm remembers. Anyway, <laughs> remember Schwarm that time remember. that you put Samoa Joe in a bullshit angle? Pepper Schwarm remembers. And then he came back with with, with an awful face tattoo. Ugh. Anyway, ooh manga, um, ooh manga, <laughs> manga. 
so anyway, um, they along the course of the last three months, they abduct Raul Garza, or my goodness, Raul, Raul Mendoza, Mendoza, and uh, Joaquin Wild, um, and um, they're revealed last night to be the guys under the hoods, uh, and they're in a team with El Hio de Fantasma. Okay, great. He's a, he's he's a heel. Cool. Um, I'm I'm a fan of him being a heel. I think that that works. And then he pulls off the fucking hood. And he just looks like fucking Damien Priest, minus about 200 pounds. Um, oh. Yeah, he really he, does. Yeah. He, he's very Damien Priesty. So why so, would you pull the hood off? Because Wait for it. Vince McMahon hates well, Mexicans. No, that's not true. Oh. The re Like, for example, just a little context. So, um, uh, Andrade Almas. Right or Andrade, Triple H. Whenever he brought him in, like on the Indies, he was number one. He was considered one of the best heels in the world, and he wrestled in a hood and he called himself La Sombra. And whenever he got brought into NXT, Triple H saw him without his mask and he went, "Holy crap, this guy's beautiful! Why, why would you put him under a mask?" So took the mask off. Andrade Almas because you know he's a handsome gentleman so he probably looked at uh, El Hijo de Fantasma and went wow this guy's got a unique look why would we put him under a hood anyway go on beef yeah so unique that I just compared him to a guy who hasn't gotten over in a year and a half that's super unique I mean and and you just compared him to the two to the other guy that they pulled the hood off of like yeah, yeah. that's real unique Anyway, but. my my point here is that I think so. Metallic Grand Metallic had a awesome look. I, I I love his mask. I I love the lucha style. I, I love his getup. Lince Dorado, okay, whatever. Uh, Kalisto's got a cool mask, but like you don't have a lot of flashy dudes like that can pull off lucha moves and like look good in a mask while doing it. I think that El Hijo de Fantasma was a guy that could have done that. And, and like, you know, they're, they're always talking about finding another, like, Latino guy to replace Rey Mysterio. There you go. And, you know, th then they pull the fucking hood off and he's like, my name is Cairo Santos or whatever the fuck his name no, was. No, it, was, um, and, uh, it wasn't Kylo Santos, whatever the fuck you Cairo. just said. Cairo, yeah, I don't know. Cairo, it was um, that's Esteba It was Estebar. The last name they used, Estebar. Of course, it was. Or Escobar. Anyway, Escobar. My, so my they changed point, his name too. Yes. Yes. Yep. They changed his name, changed his look, and was like, "We well, don't that's got need Vince McMahon to do written all over it. Anything. It sure fucking does." That has Vince uh, <laughs> that 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 is one hundred percent Vince McMahon going. You know what? I don't give a dick what you did in Mexico. It's all about what you do L here. Listen. Yep. We first of all, we know that this isn't news that that happens. Number two, mm. I'm willing. But it's news that I, it's pervading NXT. I'm will. I'm. I'm willing to give this a chance because the fact that he came out in the mask with the belt and was starting to cut a promo in Spanish, he was interrupted by Drake Maverick. Drake Maverick came out and basically said, thank you for the match. It was a wonderful match. You deserve it. Like doing the good, good, you know, baby face thing. And then he said, I want one more. I want one more shot. Give me a shot. I know I can beat you. I had so much on my mind, but I know I can beat you. Let's one more match. They shook hands. It was this whole thing. 
then the two masked guys come down, who we later found out uh, was uh, Raul Mendoza and uh, Joaquin Wild. But they came in, and uh, Phantasma takes down Drake Maverick. They beat him up, beat him up, beat him up. Phantasma removes the masks and says, uh, I can't remember what the first name is, but he says he's Escobar. And, um, you know, he he's going to be basically king shit heel with a stable. And as he says that, he puts his arms out and holds them out. And then Wild and uh, Mendoza jump off of each turnbuckle and double splash Drake Maverick. I'm willing to see where this goes. And I'm 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 somewhat like I'm 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 putting off judgment until I see where it goes. Cause if he can play this character that he's been given, and even though he had to take the hood off, if he can play this character and play it well, then I'm I'm willing to give it a chance and see if it works. Because how many times have we have we proclaimed doom and gloom on a gimmick and then it turned out to be great? We've done so you're it saying, a Beef, couple that times. you don't like this. I'm let's, not let's a fan go with it, because... giving it a chance. And Beef, are, do you not like the demasking? Do you not like the name? Is it an all-encompassing thing you're just not locked out? So, I love the heel turn. I love the stable. I think that those two things were great ideas. Um, I, I, He had a very unique look. And, and, like, a very unique name, and, and it was just a very unique dude. Now, like I said, he looks like, you know, uh, um, you know, Damian Priest minus 150 pounds. So, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, I am I am speculative, to be to, to be sure. Uh, I, I am I, I'm, I'm worried. Uh, but I think at the end of the day, I think that he fades into the background anyway. Because I think that he is going to lose the Cruiserweight title to Kushida, probably at SummerSlam or the SummerSlam NXT event, and only to have um, Jordan Devlin come back and jump Kushida once Kushida finally wins the belt. So I, I, I think that ultimately the whole Phantasma versus Drake Maverick is probably just a placeholder-style thing in order because Kushida did need a foil. Um, they didn't really. Uh, somebody said it. I think it was one of, in one, one of the discussion groups I was having. Uh, somebody said that the that the NXT uh, uh, cruiserweight division didn't really have a a strong heel, and this gives it that. And much in the way that fans are not going to uh, boo Johnny Gargano if he st- if he if he keeps giving five star matches, fans are not going to cheer or not not going to boo Phantasma if he's flying around, you know, in a mask looking cool. So I, I get it, but man, it. it to me, it it deflated the whole thing. I see. I like it because it was. I again, it's it's me being Switzerland. It's me trying to put a positive spin on things. I'm I'm okay with it. I'm willing to see where it goes. I'll give it a little bit of time, let it pan out, and then make judgment. Because if you if and I I understand beef. It's a hallmark of what you do. You knee jerk. I get it. But like, and yeah, it, on the, on, on, you know, uh, the face of it, face value. Yeah. It was kind of like, why is this happening? You know, it, it, it seems unnecessary. However, again, reserve judgment until we see if it falls on its face. You know what I mean? I, 
I just I just don't know why you couldn't have him leading the heel stable in, in a mask. And again, I get it, you know, because Vince believes that if you wear a mask and you can't speak English, that you can't do good things in the ring and you can't, you know, give a character. But, I mean, I've seen way more people with way more talent than Vince McMahon knows what to do with do more with facial expressions in a match than fucking he, he can even perceive. So... To me, this is the old man, no. and that so that's I think that stop saying that. Um, to me, damn it. Nah. Um, fuck it, I'm done. You're fine. Damn it, calm down, dude. Let it, let it go. Let it go. Just keep doing your thing, bro. You're good. You're good. Just keep going. You're good. I don't, I don't, even, I don't even remember my point. I, I, I've, I've circled you back around to so many times. You were saying Vince. No, McMahon, I. Would, I I had I, I I was thinking about something about Phantasma, but I don't I don't remember it now. So well, fuck it. Okay, beef. You need to relax, yes. buddy. You know what'll make you feel better? We talk a little bit about a debut or a, a, a change that'll make you feel better. How about FTR debuting? Yeah, man. Give what us a, they, give, they, who who'd they fight? Give us the rundown. Paint me a word picture. Uh, so they they fought Butcher and the Blade. He's no um, bard. Wow, fuck you. I'm I fuck off. Anyway, <laughs> they fought Butcher in the Blade. And uh it was a probably a twenty, twenty five minute match. Um it was very much a classic style match where it was like they, they, they talked a lot about cutting off the ring. Um both teams did a did a very impressive job of like, you know, Working the tag team angle, um, they talked about how, uh, and, and I'm gonna keep calling them the revival because I'm gonna fall into it. But FTR um, was like using the tag ropes and being very like you know, um, traditional tag team. Yeah, be, being very auspiciously traditional. You know, um, they had like um, Arn Anderson and uh, Tolly Blanchard in the in the seats, like taking notes on them, and they made comparisons to them in the Brain Busters and. Um, you know, just just a lot of really, really, really smart things. Uh, I think I think the Butcher and Blade were a perfect starter match for them. Um, they did, they they, they like I said they, they worked about twenty twenty five minutes. Um, in, in the end, they hit the Shatter Machine, which they're calling. Um, oh shit, what are they calling it now? Uh, oh, the the um, oh the Good Night Express. They're calling it the Goodnight Express now, oh, which I wow. like. That that's pretty awesome. And that's then um, awesome. they're they they hit their new well maybe their new finish, which was uh, uh, a spike pile driver, which I thought was fucking amazing too. Like ten out of ten would watch again. A they plus continue plus. to tease. Yeah, they 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 continue to tease um, the young bucks and the um, FTR like. What a showstopper of a match that will be. Oh. oh I truly believe that with those two teams, the Lucha Brothers, um, I mean, you know, fucking end stop there, like full stop. But then you have teams like the Butcher and the Blade, like Best Friends, um, like um, LAX, who are absolutely great tag teams. Like AEW has the best tag team wrestling on the planet. I, For the longest time, no that was argument. NXT, but now it's it's one hundred percent AEW. No argument, absolutely no argument. Just just the people you mentioned, 
I, I don't even think you did you throw best friends in there? I did. I oh, did. You did. I did. Okay. I, I didn't talk about the current champions, Hangman uh, Adam Page and uh, Kenny Omega, I feel who have like, actually gelled very well as a team. They they have, but I feel like they're the outliers. I feel like they're the outliers of of the division, even though they're the champions, because every other team is like cohesive. You associate them. General now, okay, you can make the argument with Lucha Bros that they had their own individual runs, which they did. But mm-hmm. I consider I when I think of Pentagon and Ray Phoenix, I think of them together because they're both the whole is as good as the sum of its parts in their case. You know what I mean? Agreed. Like yep. they're they're that good. But like they're like you said, their division is knockdown drag out. There is not one team in that division that you go. Eh. Yeah. Not one. For guys that I want would... to do tag team wrestling, you know, for guys that, like, that's what they want to do. Like, I want to do tag team wrestling. I, you know, my aspirations might not be to be, you know, the singles heavyweight champion. If it happens someday, great. But for guys that like to hone their craft as tag team wrestlers, this was the smartest move that. FTR could have made oh, yeah. leaving WWE and going to AEW because let's face it, you know we've talked about it before. Again, again, we've talked about it before. Vince McMahon's not high on tag team wrestling, and if that's what you aspire to be, you know, one of the if not the greatest tag team wrestlers, you got to go somewhere that appreciates and is trying to hone the tag team division. And for you, them to move to AEW was a G, was a very smart move for them. You want to know what the best part about their about their situation is? They are operating on a handshake deal. Allegedly, uh, allegedly, they're calm. So God. they don't have contracts. It's, it's allegedly, like, they don't have contracts. It's like it's like every time that I make a statement, it's it's now, and I understand that it it is arguable if that's true or not. But hear me out. It's come out that they're working on a handshake deal so that they can still work indie dates. And I feel like if that is the case, which I really hope it is, that will benefit not just AEW showing good faith, sending their talent who's appearing regularly and in a very strong way out into the world, into the indies, and presumably maybe to other bigger promotions. But it, it, it makes them look good, but it also really helps indie wrestlers get to work with people who are on another level. Isn't that what they kind of did with uh, John Moxley and Chris Jericho? Yep. Yep. You know, they, they let them both... go work other places and didn't... Uh, well, Japan. Maybe... Oh, well, yeah. I mean, it's still something, though. You know, they're yeah, not, oh, yeah, they're for not sure. confined to, you know, this one brand like a WWE wrestler would be. Um, right. Did, did I read somewhere? Did one of you guys say that um, Cody said that he'll defend the TNT title to like any anybody? I I, I had not heard that. That's interesting. I, I thought I maybe I maybe I read that somewhere. I don't know how legit that is, because, again, I can't remember the source. And I don't remember exactly what it said, but I thought it said something along the lines of, you know, but he has an open challenge for, you know, the TNT title, and he's not going to defend it exclusively on AEW. I could be wrong, but I, I could have swore that's what I read. That's interesting. That's I, very interesting. I feel bad because I think Triple H has a great mind for tag team wrestling, too. Uh, you remember before NXT got really hot, 
uh, and uh, Triple H rumors were swirling that Triple H was kind of in charge of rejuvenating the tag team in the women's divisions on Raw and SmackDown. And that's when things really started to turn corners. That's when we started seeing people like AJ Lee and Paige show up. Right. That's when we started seeing like the bar come along and 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 uh, and, and and even Kid and Cesaro, but predating them, like the Usos, like the main rosters had that focus on tag team wrestling, and they were headed the right way. But I I, I honestly think that Triple H then found NXT, and that just became his thing. Um, and and I mean like it's it's it's. I feel bad for the NXT tag team division because they've been gutted time and time again. Uh, a tag team gets hot in NXT, and then they're there for a cup of coffee, and then they're gone. Uh, most recently, you look at the Viking Raiders, uh, you look at the Street Profits, both teams that I thought could have done with longer NXT reigns, gone. Um, you know, and... and you know, even even to a lesser extent, Matt Riddle and uh, and and Pete Dunne. Now, yes, COVID was circumstantial there, obviously. Yeah. But um, you know, even even that tag team was going places. Gutted. Riddle's on the main roster. Thatcher's doing his own thing. So you know, it it, it seems like there's not going to be any consistency. And that's, I think, ultimately my fear with NXT. That's why I try not to get as excited about big things in NXT because I know. At the end of the day, it's it's a fucking like you know, a bridge to the main roster. And and that's fair. But when you start having more talent, uh, for lack of a better term, stand up for themselves and say, "I want to be here." I mean, for God's sake, it might have been a decision of Vince McMahon. It might have been on at the behest of Triple H. It might have been at the request of Balor. But having Balor go back down there. And, and and be, like we mentioned the other week, kind of gatekeeper role. Like, kind of have him in there and be the 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 veteran fella. Um, fella. Fella. Um, I, I, I feel like that really fits Balor. And I, I feel it like it's, him, sure. it, it behooves him 100%. And it's going to give all the talent that's there that works with him and even that don't work with him, the chance to interact with him and learn from him and grow the brand. And then seeing Balor want to come back or be okay with coming back to NXT, treating it not as a, a demotion, but more as a lateral move, I think is good. And I think what they need to do is really let the talent stew there and spend a lot of time. Now, whether that happens or not, because Vince McMahon goes, I want him, and Triple H can't say no, unfortunately. Um, you know, I'm kind of rambling at this point, but basically my point is it it works. Like, let Beef's absolutely correct. Like, let them be. Just let them be. So what is the, I guess, what is the contractual obligations for NXT superstars? Do they have a say in whether or not they want to stay in NXT, or you know, is it basically boiled down to, well, Vince says nope. you're going to Raw, so you're going to Raw. Suck it. The only benefit to having an NXT contract versus a WWE contract, so uh, per my understanding, and, and it could be way off, uh, 
there are like your developmental contracts, guys who are brought in at the performance center level, and then work in NXT as a as a um, developmental attraction. And then there are your guys who you bring in under WWE contracts with the thought that you're eventually going to progress these guys. Guys like Ricochet, Alistair Black, Adam Cole, you know, the rest of the Undisputed Era. Um, you know, no, guys, that, no. the, uh, guys that you have eventual hopes for on the main roster. Uh-oh, where'd you guys go? Oh, I'm still here. Okay, Beef? Beef's dead. Oh, Beef's dead. He's dead. Well, look, looks like we'll never know. Two-man power I'll... trip! Oh, no. All right, what? Look, while we're waiting for him to come back, I, I know we've talked about this before. I know I've said it before. But one of my biggest fears with Adam Cole is him going to Raw or SmackDown. Uh, I mean, I, I, I genuinely fear that for him. Because say what you will about other wrestlers, there have been top-notch guys in AEW, maybe not to the caliber where you would hold an Adam Cole, but guys like Balor, Samoa Joe, um, Kevin Owens, these... Uh-oh, did I leave too? No, you're here. Oh, that was just beef leaving. All right, I heard yeah. a ding and I didn't know if that was me. No, so, no, no, you're like, here. You've got other guys who were, you know, top stars. Maybe not the caliber of Adam Cole, but, I mean, if you look at some of these guys, especially Finn Balor, you know, good Lord, the, the man's got talent. And he went to the main roster. He won the first ever Universal Championship, got hurt, and was just mid-card obscurity from there on out. Now, I know you can say that he's, he, you know, he's had some big matches. You know, and the Fiend's a big deal. Or not the Fiend. Uh, the Demon Balor's a big deal. Yes, but, but I feel like he was a bigger deal in NXT. It's and more I'm, of a, I'm the, genuinely the, scared for Cole. I don't want him to go to the main roster. I feel like he could be another one of those guys that comes in super hot, and then Vince goes, "Nah, I don't get it." I don't know. See the the difference between like Balor and Bray Wyatt, the initial Swamp Wizard, as Beef like to say. Um, yeah, I I I genuinely believe and you've heard lots and lots of people say it Adam Cole is not a gimmick like he's not I understand he has the crowd the Adam Cole baby thing but that's so brief and so quick and Adam Cole has that X factor of a Shawn Michaels of a rock he gets compared to Shawn Michaels all the time in the best way possible. Like, even, I, I believe even Shawn Michaels has, has quoted in saying, this kid is it. If he gets called to the main roster, the thing is, I would not want to see it in the context of Undisputed Era. I would want to see it as Adam Cole, because I feel like what will happen is what happened in NXT. He came up to the main uh, when he debuted in NXT, and understandably he had Fish and O'Reilly with him. But he came in, Drew McIntyre, champion, super kicked the piss out of him, and was immediately fast tracked to the main event place. 
then when he dropped off of that, what'd they do? He was the first um, North American champion. Like, Adam Cole has been protected very well. And his strengths have been highlighted five times over. If he goes to the main roster, he's going to go to to Raw. And they're going to fast track him immediately. And if they're smart, which I understand that's a stretch... If Vince is smart and the powers that be are smart, he will be put in programs with guys of the like of, uh, if he ever decide if it, if they ever have him back, Samoa Joe, Kevin Owens, um, uh, R- Roman Reigns. I really believe that Adam Cole and Roman Reigns could have a absolute awesome match. I believe they no, could. Not, not to not to. Kind of play devil's advocate, but but kind of not. Like I, I'm not. I don't want to start an argument. I'm not trying to start an argument with you no. here, but I under I hear what you're saying and I understand what you're saying. I do. Um, but I guess another part of my fear in Adam Cole is, I agree with your like you know he was fast tracked, he was protected, all the right things were done with him in NXT, and I just don't know how much of that was Triple H, by himself going, this guy, this guy reminds me of a younger version of my best friend. I got to protect his ass. He's going to make us tons of money. He's going to sell the merch. He's going to do the thing. Randy Savage. <laughs> um, <laughs> I just listened to that me, the other day. Oh, um, but I, I don't know how much of that is going to be echoed in the sentiment of Vince McMahon. You know, if, if all of that protection and fast tracking and spotlighting was strictly by Triple H, if he goes to Raw or SmackDown and Triple H doesn't have a say in him anymore... I just wonder how much protecting there's going to be when it comes to Vince McMahon. Vince McMahon, to me, seems like one of those guys where it's like, all right, kid, let's do it. Oh, you're floundering. Fuck you. Make no, car. I don't. And Beef, I know you so, You were gone. I yeah. know. Give me a second. Well, I got. Okay, again. Hold that thought for just a second. All it's going to take is for H and Sean to go to him and go, Sean to look and go, remember how much money you made with me? That. Like, it literally is that. You, you can't deny the X Factor of Adam Cole. It's not the same as Bobby Roode. It's not the same as no, a gimmick. No, it's like, not. I agree. It's not the same as a gimmick like the, the Fiend or like, um, it's not a gimmick. It's Adam right. Cole. You like him because he's fucking cool. Uh-oh, there's the side. Oh, yeah. This is going to be big. First of all. If I may, let me utter the name Prince Devitt for you. Who, who was, was fucking uh, Prince Devitt? Finn Balor. That's Finn Balor. Who was oh, okay. Adam Cole before Adam Cole was Adam Cole. He was the leader of Bullet Club before Adam Cole was. He was the guy wearing leather jackets. He was the fucking personification of Cole. He could, you know, fucking yeah. work in the ring. And plus, he was a badass dude. Here, well, I'm going somewhere with this. So, they... When 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 WWE looked at the tape in New Japan, they saw the war paint and they're like, "That's fucking great, let's take that," and they fucking missed on the other part of Balor. They they missed on the other part of the Prince, which I think NXT is starting to kind of get a little bit because they're separating from the Demon. It's not just all about the Demon. Adam Cole and I love Adam Cole. He is amazing, and he could be the face of any company he works for. Make no fucking mistake about that. Here's the thing that scares the fuck out of me. Road Dog was quoted 
as saying, if Adam Cole had the size of, and I think he referenced Killer Cross, uh, Carrier Cross, if Adam Cole had the size of Cross, he would be Vince's dream. But Adam Cole does not have that size. Cross isn't Adam that big. Cole's, I by no, and that should tell you how big Cole is not. And again, size does not fucking matter at all. You have guys that can work in the ring half the size of fucking McIntyre or Strowman who can work on the mic twice as hard. CM Punk was a small dude. Daniel Bryan's a small dude. And they carried the fucking company on their shoulders with charisma to spare. Adam Cole is of that same cloth. But at the end of the day, it comes down to Vince's eye test. When he looks at you, what does he see? And for a guy like Road Dog, who is a producer on NXT, who knows how Triple H thinks, how Shawn Michaels thinks, how Vince McMahon thinks, for him to say, if Adam Cole was bigger, dot, 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 tells me all I need to know about Cole's aspirations on the main roster. I, he I, might get a nice mid-card title reign, maybe if he's lucky. I pray to God that he really does have a contract coming up. And I hope he goes to AEW. Because AEW would snatch him up in an instant and be like, you know what? You're our guy. You are the face of this company now. Because you and I discussed the poot last week. Moxley doesn't need to be that guy. Moxley doesn't need to hold the title to be fucking John Moxley. But you have Adam Cole holding your big gold belt. You're something. So, I, I you know, I... I, I, I as as crazy and I mean Ransom and I agree on a lot of stuff. You know, we we may get barbs on each other and we may fucking bicker like an old married couple because we pretty much <laughs> But he and I agree on a lot of things and he's right here. That if Adam Cole goes to the main roster, it is not gonna work unless Vince McMahon is dead. I oh, don't you, so I had a fear like my mine is fear. But you you wholeheartedly believe that if he goes to the main roster, it's going to be it's going to be mid-card burial, really. Yeah. Yep. See, Dude, I, 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 I and, and Poot, you, Poot, I, I I love your idealism, your 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 pie-eyed wonder that if Shawn Michaels went to Vince, he's like, look, man, he can make you all the money. You know who was making all the money last year? The fucking fiend. What happened with him? Oh, That's well, he had a gimmick. great cinematic no, match allegedly. You, you cannot. You can not. You cannot equate a gimmick, which I love it. The Fiend, you know, for all its flaws and the journey that I'm we've had with the Fiend, stop, the fiend stop. And Cole. You, I'm not comparing point, those two. My point, my point is you Get can't along. compare a gimmick and Adam Cole. That's like trying to compare Adam Bomb and Shawn Michaels. Oh, dear Lord. Which, no. by the way... Adam Baum was fucking hideously underused. But he we're was, not he get was into 10 that. years ahead of his time with that gimmick. He was. My point is that you, you said about Shawn Michaels going to Vince and be like, dude, this guy's going to make all the money. The Fiend was fucking printing money last year. Printing money. He, was, he had the entire world, not just the wrestling world, but the entire world on his ears. He was popping up all over the place. People were talking. 
And what happened? They brought in a fucking 60-year-old Bill Goldberg, a WCW never was, to come in, fucking squash him Listen, in two and a half minutes. You Damn can... near jump him on his head, only to lose the title to Roman Reigns, which did not fucking happen. So can... I don't care. You I... can say that Bill Goldberg was a never was, but that is absolutely not true. He's one of the reasons they were actually profitable at one point. I hate to say it, but he was. I know so many wrestling fans who their favorite wrestler from WCW was Bill Goldberg. And, yeah. So do I. Yeah, so right? So do I. But so, I would not. Looking at you, Tiger Bonton. <laughs> so, so I, I love Poots Giggle. I'm looking, I'm, I'm looking down my nose right now because, like, there are wrestling fans and then there are wrestling fans. You know, I'm, I'm a fucking connoisseur. You know, like when <sighs> the less a man makes declarative statements, I know the more I know, man makes. And I hear what you're saying. Yeah. I hear what you're saying. I, I just, to me, Bill Bugibur, fucking to failure me. to launch man. He never. He was always just Steve Austin, but unsuccessful. You know, you can say, oh, well, he was the reason WCW. No, the reason WCW was profitable was because of the NWO, and then they milked that cow until it fucking shriveled up. And died, and then kept on milking it for another three years after. Jeff Jarrett. And then they, and then they're like, you know what? Let's put Goldberg here. That's like fucking like skinning the cow and putting it over top of a sheep and saying, "Hey guys, look, it's the cow again. Look how cool the cow is." <laughs> no man, the cow's dead. No man, that's just a damn sheep. All right, my <sighs> my point is. My point is, so you're not worried, I Poo. don't you think it's going to be fine if he goes to the main roster. You think he's, you think his natural talent will be enough for Vince to go, hey, you know what? I got something. Let's roll with it. I firmly believe that there is an X factor with Adam Cole, baby, that oh. that cannot and will not be denied. And if it is, there will be such a ridiculous backlash. That, you know, it won't be like, how dare you misuse Bobby Roode? How dare you misuse Finn Balor? No offense to Balor, okay? It was erroneous what they did with Balor simply because he had one injury. Yeah, it came at the worst time possible, but it just never recovered because Vince is so fickle. Adam Cole is a once-in-a-generation personality and worker. Not only can he do the crazy spots, not only can he tell a hell of a story in the ring, not only is he smart with his promos, he has that it that comes around once in a blue, blue, blue fucking moon. You cannot deny that. And if it is denied, Here's the backlash the will be disgusting. And then whoever picks him up once his contract is done... Whatever company he goes to next, whether it be New Japan, whether it be Ring of Honor, whether it be AEW, no matter what, he will be, they will make him the biggest name in the business and WWE will be weeping at what they missed. The, he, Fight here, me. Here's why I know it's going to fail with Adam Cole. CM Punk. I love Adam Cole. I think CM Punk was a step ahead of him. In every facet. 
And wow, like I think, wow. and, and and here's the thing, man. Punk was here's on fire. Punk was money. Punk and and they they let him run with it for a little bit until Vince got bored with it and said, "Eh, it's not working." Now and hold he, on, I I want to pose one thing here to you, Beef. I'm sure. not not playing devil's advocate, not not contradicting, but I, I I have a genuine question. Do you think? Punk's, I don't know, what do you call it, downfall or whatever. Do you think his overall attitude might have contributed to that? If he was a, you know, you know, not, not like a, you know, company shill or anything, but if he was more positive, if he was more, if he was less confrontational, do you think maybe it wouldn't have been so bad for him? Or do you think Vince still would have gotten bored of him and like, no, nope, you're done, whatever. Well, I feel like maybe when, Punk's personality helped that along a little bit. I, I think it wrong. made things worse. When when it hit rock bottom, it made things a hell of a lot worse for him. Um, okay. it's, 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 it's one of those situations where, like, you know, you're, you're, you're halfway out the door and you start firing off at the boss. Like, it, it didn't help him. But, but when he was on top and when he was doing the things, when, when, when he was doing the thing. Um, oh, Randy. You know. He, he he did all the right things. He said all the right things. He 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 was very um, amicable to solutions. Um, he 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 was not the 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 disenfranchised and bitter punk. I don't think that happened until him and Jericho took a backseat at WrestleMania. I think once that happened, uh, I, I I think I think that the stars kind of aligned for him, and he went, oh okay, this is how it's gonna be, huh? All right, well fuck this. And I think that that was the start of the downward spiral. Oh, okay. Um, All right. And and, and again, so you think I his, pull, his going into mid cardism maybe maybe his his personality or his attitude or whatever didn't contribute to it. You think it's that would have happened regardless, but yes. his eventual exit from the company was directly his attitude contributed to that. Right. Yes. One hundred percent. And I and I, I understand and, what you're saying now. And Cole's a lot smarter than Punk in 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 that retrospect uh, because Cole can keep his mouth shut and and, and do his job. Um, yeah. Punk cannot because Punk that then that's that's why we love Punk because he's such a fiery fucking dude who's gonna tell you exactly what's on his mind. Uh, and, and again, I don't yeah you know, I don't I don't I don't make these uh, uh, allusions um, fucking um, um, cavalierly. Like I, I'm not I'm not just you know grabbing at straws here. That's exactly what my mind goes to. Said okay, well you know Cole might have a nice little main roster run. Maybe he even gets, you know, the universal title. But at some point, Vince is going to say, all right, it's over. Bring in Lesnar. Bring in Goldberg. Bring in Strowman. Bring in, you know, fucking Shaquille O'Neal. Bring in Rob Gronkowski. Bring in, you know, Flavor of the Month. Uh, so you and, don't and think that Cole... You don't think that Cole going to the main roster is going to be... I, I know we compared him, and, I, you know, sometimes I hate the comparison between Cole and Shawn Michaels, but... You don't you don't think he's going to have a successful run on the main longevity. roster as Shawn Michaels did? Longevity. I don't I don't think the longevity is there. I think I think he would if anything he may have a nice little niche run just like Punk had. Maybe a year that's probably pushing it. If he gets that far. And like that's a big if because like I said right now Vince McMahon is fucking looney tunes. Like he's fucking gonzo. He's booked out of his fucking mind. He's gone. So like Okay. 
the, the worst traits about Vince are coming through right now. Ooh. You know, exactly, exactly. Where the fucking Vince McMahon loves big sweaty men. That's coming through with the fucking vengeance right now because the old man's losing his fucking grip. And whenever you lose your fucking grip on reality, you grab hold of... Oops, I threw my phone. You grab hold of the things that you, you know, held truest to in life. And and to Vince, that's, you know, the big guys can sell. Well, you know, here we look and, you know, Strowman, uh, Strowman's a big dude. McIntyre's a big dude. Lashley's a big dude. And, you know, fucking Strowman at Backlash is facing Miz and Morrison. Two men are facing Strowman at, 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 for for the WWE title, or I'm sorry, the Universal title at, at Backlash. Oh, I hate those right. matches. Right, and, and 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 you know exactly what's going to happen, just like I fucking do. So, I you know, I I just I just feel like I I I I keep going back to that Road Dog quote, man. If Adam Cole was the size of dot dot dot, like that's all that you need to hear is that Vince is never going to give him a shot. Never. So, look, speaking of backlash, I have a I have a genuine question that I don't I don't know the answer to and I haven't done any research as to why, so maybe that's part of it, but I'm assuming that you guys are plugged in enough to be able to explain this to me. Why on earth are they promoting Edge versus Orton as the best wrestling match or the greatest uh, wrestling match ever. Uh, <laughs> like I know it's a, I know those are two big names, and I, I know those two could put on a, a good match. You know, as long as they have it in the ring and not just constant bumping into walls. Basically, but, uh, basically, what you just said was, "Hey, Poot hasn't been salty all night. Let's make Poot salty." Oh, so you you're not a, you don't like that you don't like that oh that, that billing the fucking I hate whenever anyone says this is the best blank ever I hate it I hate it it's 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 an erroneous puffery statement that can't ever be met all they're yep. doing they are not doing anything but setting this up for failure this could be could be. One of the best matches. Let's just say for, for for giggles. This this could be the best match. This could be the best match Goodness. that WWE has put on in an age and a half. This could be one for the history books. You will never get roundly 100% if Anyone saying it's the best match ever because you are going up against literally every wrestling match that has ever fucking happened in the history of the fucking sport. This is the dumbest thing in the world. Nothing against Edge, nothing against Orton. They were put in this situation and and, and God love them for it. But like the fact that they are booking it this way is is so irresponsible and stupid that no one is going to sit there and be like, oh my god, I'm so excited. This is going to be the best wrestling match ever. One guy who is who is in the latter third of his career and one guy who retired and came back. Not saying they can't go and they can't do it, but holy actual shit. To say that this is going to be the best wrestling match in the history of ever, you are stupid, you are irresponsible, and you are being... You are belittling the history of professional wrestling in its entirety. That is all I'm going to say on this. It's stupid 
fuck you. So when I think of, I, I know everybody has their own opinion on it, but when I think of the greatest wrestling match ever, ready? Are you ready for it? To me, yeah, nah. um, <laughs> I think of um, HBK Taker, uh, the first one. HBK the second my, one was great as well. HBK Flair. The yeah, storytelling. Well, yeah, but but like when I when I look back at matches, the HBK Taker match, the first one they had at Mania, well, the first the first one in that succession of two that they had. That one was that one was probably the most believable for me to go, "Oh damn, the streak might actually end here." Like, I didn't really think that about any other WrestleMania Taker match. I didn't even think that about the Lesnar match when it actually happened. But in that match, the way that it went, and as good as those two guys were, I thought, oh, my lord, this Shawn Michaels could actually break the streak on this. And, you know, not to be, not to counter what you said there, Poot, but one of those guys was at one time retired and came back, and the other was in the latter part of his career. And they put on, which, in my line of thinking, and from everything that I've seen, the best wrestling match ever. Again. So I don't want to say that it's not possible, but I, that's for them to book it as this, it's like, boy, you're really setting the bar high. To compare Randy Orton and Edge, no offense to either one of them, all due respect, and I mean that not ironically. To compare Edge and Randy Orton to The Undertaker and Shawn Michaels is to compare a Yugo to a Lamborghini. All right, fair enough. Now, fair enough. let's Uh-oh. rein that in Here a little go. bit. I'm, now, Edge admittedly, admittedly, I'm heated right now. but Edge and Orton have some pretty strong they, fucking pedigree, they man. Have they, a, have the, they, they have a pedigree. But not the ones of Shawn Michaels and The Undertaker. Uh, I think I think they're both first ballot Hall of Famers, man. Fine. Like for fine, we'll say this then. Ford Tauruses and a Lamborghini. Closer. So I and, So be for you, you're not as upset about this marketing of this Oh no, I am. Oh, but okay. I just don't give a fuck about WWE anymore. I've oh, come to the point where I've realized that I'm really starting to hate the product, and wow. it's it's one of those things where it's like fucking Lao Tzu, you know? Or that's not Lao Tzu. Uh, uh, fucking, like, that was does not bring you joy. Fucking cut out of your life. Uh, I, I don't even know if I'll watch back. Yeah, that's not Lao Tzu, buddy. That's, uh, I don't know. Any, anyway, um, fucking whatever. My point Wow, so you, is, you might not even watch the event. Like I might. I, I, I probably will because it's fucking. It's you know. It's a Sunday. Whatever. We'll we'll see what's, what else. We got to do picks, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're getting into that. Um, I, I assume that this was segueing into it. Um, so I mean, this is just you know what what have we been talking about the last half an hour? Fucking like Vince McMahon, office rocker, going. That's a tagline. Let's use it. Well, like, wasn't that all those years ago? Wasn't it the uh, the first Rock Cena match? Wasn't it billed as? Uh, one time only. Or one, yeah, once in a lifetime. Time once in a yeah, lifetime. Once in a lifetime. And then, then they had another one. Next year. Yep. So, and that's what I'm saying. Like you know, it's 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 a stupid shill tagline. They know, and and the match has been filmed. It's been edited. It's been edited. It's been re-edited. They did takes on the match to make sure that everything looked pristine. 
they put the name Greatest Match Ever on this because they knew that they had the chance to make a really, really good match. Now, uh, is this an actual match or is this a cinematic match? Actual, from what I'm understanding, from what I've read, actual match. Okay, um, all right. But, like, they, they did, like, takes on drop kicks, And, like, they did, you know, so, like, we'll see how the product looks. To me, like, I just, you... No. You, you can't film a wrestling match like a television show where you have take and 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 bites like it, it's just not gonna work it, it wrestling is like a ballet man like it's or, or or fucking theater like you can't just like you know there there's a difference between a theater and, and a movie like movie you have takes and everything it's, it's a big fucking thing but like to me when when damn it when man. wrestling is at its best it is a ballet theater where it's one long shot. Then I see what you're saying. I got it. And cut and paste this and like, you know, make it look so good that I think it's going to come off as overproduced a little bit. Uh, oh. You know, could they have the greatest match ever? Maybe. Will we ever consider it the greatest match ever? No, because they want us to. Um, oh, okay. By the way, right. uh, greatest match ever, I think, is probably Shawn Michaels, Bret Hart, so... Just an FYI. Mm, I'm sorry. I, I apologize. I did not mean that. I meant um, uh, Bret Hart versus Steve Austin, WrestleMania 13. Ooh, arguable. Yeah, that's another really good one. Oh, we're uh, picking up another really good one. We're, we're picking up some serious uh, um, uh, collar elbow tie-up vibes here, guys. We haven't done one right? of those in a while. Hey, speaking of stuff we need to do, let's 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 do these picks real quick, and then we'll move on to some other stuff. Yeah. Um. All right. Backlash. Hooray. Um, I'll start. Uh, you, uh, yeah, but United States title match. Uh, Apollo Cruz versus Andrade. I'm picking Cruz. Oh, I'm going Cruz. Who's the champ? Cruz. Uh, Cruz. Cruz is the champ. Wow, Apollo Cruz is the champ. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, they're not going right? to rip it off him yet. When, when, was, when did he win it? Um, after WrestleMania. In fact, it was only like less than a month ago, I think. He wasn't from uh, Andrade. Yeah, they they but they do like the hot potato titles around, especially the middle titles. They don't really seem to give a shit about that. Yeah, but this one doesn't feel like it makes sense. Uh, I don't I don't really have any idea. I'm just gonna go with the consensus and say Cruz. Women's tag team title. Oh yeah, the women's tag team title match. Uh, the Boston Hug Connection, the most recent tag team champions versus. Uh, Bliss and Cross versus the Iconics. Poot. Whoa. Uh, run that by me one more time. Uh, triple threat uh, tag team match for the Women's Tag Team Championship. The Boston Hug Connection. Alexa Bliss versus, uh, versus Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross versus the Iconics. Do we have another pay-per-view before SummerSlam? I do not believe so. I'll tell you in a hot minute. Um... I mean, who, uh, in, in theory, yes, uh, Extreme Rules. Oh, Extreme, oh. Um, that alters my, my pick. Um, so, you said Boston Hug Connection, Iconics, and... Cross and Bliss. Cross and Bliss. (sighs) 
Yeah, I, I know we're trying to do these rapid fire, uh, but it, it, it this is hard. Oh, excited for fireworks. Oh, nice. Um, that uh, this is Butler. This is hard because part of me wants to see the 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 boss and hug connection implode now. Um. And that to set it up for SummerSlam, but if we have extreme rules in between that, I don't know. Maybe we need time to build it. Maybe there needs to be something. I don't know. I, I feel like there has to be something there. Um, so, do you see them imploding at SummerSlam, or do you no, see them imploding I, beforehand, and then they have their match at SummerSlam? That I see them imploding beforehand. That's why I was like, oh, if this is the final pay per view before that, they're going to implode. They'll have the build, and they'll have a match at SummerSlam. But then uh, again, the implosion at SummerSlam makes a lot of sense. So SummerSlam was what, gonna, August? Yeah. And then when the Survivor Allegedly. Series? It's Sep uh, uh, September? November. 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 I'm uh, going to okay. go I'm going to go with I'm going to go with um Oh, I really want to go outside the box and say the Iconics, but I'm going to say Boston Hug uh, Retain. Ransom? Um, yeah, I'm going to agree with that. I'm going to say the Boston Hug Retain. I don't think they're going to break up yet. And I don't imagine they would put it back on the Iconics. Why would they? They uh, Boston Hug just won this title like two weeks ago. No, yeah. they just won it last week on SmackDown. Boston yeah. Hug uh, for the hat trick. Uh Sheamus versus Jeff Hardy and what's been a terrible fucking angle, uh, highlighting all of Jeff Hardy's drug problems. Um, ransom, oh. who you got? Which, I want to preface, Jeff Hardy like said it was okay, but that doesn't make it right. <laughs> Who's the... Is Sheamus a heel? Yep. Well, I mean, it depends. Do you consider, like, you know... Fucking like drunk driving and like abusing steroids, a heel move because then I think that would be Jeff Hardy. But you know, so are they? I don't. I don't know. About no, Jeff yeah, Hardy. they are. They are. So, so the 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 illusion is that Sheamus is setting up Hardy, making him look like uh, an abuser, and you know, bringing up light of his past demons, etc. Hmm. You um right. Yeah. Like, I, don't, I don't know how you have Hardy lose in that type of angle unless... <sighs> pardon me. This is going to be a, a first of a match and they're going to have a... Uh, oh, excuse, excuse me. A blow-off. <sighs> I'm going to say Hardy. Likewise, picking Jeff Hardy, you can't have this kind of a shit-eating angle and then not have the, the face win. Although... It happened to Mickey James, so what the fuck do I know? Who? Yeah, but Jeff Hardy's not Mickey James. I'm also going to go with uh, Jeff Hardy on this one. Universal title match. Braun Strowman, the champion, versus The Miz and John Morrison. Two-on-one handicap match for the Universal Championship. I don't know how the fucking so, specifics work. I don't know so if dumb. Miz pins, if he wins. You know, and, and any time that you have to, like, figure out the angles, it's never worth figuring out the angles. Strowman. Poot. Strowman. Yeah, I'm going to say Strowman, too. Isn't that what they did with uh, the Intercontinental title whenever? Yep. Um, 
what's his face won it in that what was that three Sammy on Zane. one? Yeah. Yeah. Was that also yeah, against which, Strowman? It was actually. Yep. Wow. Yeah. Strowman about getting booked into these fuckery matches. Yep. Yeah, yep. right. No, so yeah, definitely a picture of him. It's because Vince probably um, thinks like, oh, it'll make him look even more badass. Probably. Yeah. Um, women's the Raw Women's Championship. Oscar, current incumbent champion versus Nia Jax. Pooped. Oh man, I'm really scared they're gonna put this on Jax. I, I really like cause they've been building her as a monster. Ah, fuck. Yeah, that's this Wait, why is this a, mine? Shouldn't this be one. yours, Beef? No, I yeah, guess you picked the last, last time. Oh. Yep. I feel like I'm getting one fast one pulled on me. Um, this is a tough one to pick, especially the way they've been building Nia Jax. Yeah, this is hard because it's like, I feel like you should invest in Asuka because if Asuka immediately loses this belt this way, it's going to be fucking sad. Uh, I'll give you my pick. It's you, you want me to give you my pick? No, and, and no, that's not okay. that's not fair. Um, fair Shamara, I want to hear it. I feel like I really feel like they wouldn't put the belt on Nia Jax because she's drawn a lot of heat. What with the wanton fucking injuries that she's been dealing out. I'm gonna go because Kyrie Sane is injured and is out. I'm gonna go with Oscar. Because keep the belt on Oscar for a little bit. I, I feel like it does not behoove them to remove the belt from her. What three weeks? Yeah. Well, I don't even know how long Money in the Bank was. Yeah. You think with the stupid fucking pandemic that they could like at least space out their pay per views better? But nope. Yep. Nope. <laughs> not WWE. Um, I'm gonna go. Yeah, I'm gonna go with. Um, I'm gonna go with Oscar on this one. I'm gonna go with uh, future ex Mrs. Poot. Ransom? I'm going to say Asuka as well. Asuka all day because they're building Charlotte Flair up to beat Asuka for the fucking 18th millionth time. Oh, by uh, the way, they had a great match on Monday Night Raw. Guess who fucking won? Charlotte Flair. Like. Wow. Against Asuka? Mm-hmm. Against Asuka. Yep. Fantastic. Yep. So she's just going to take the title from her SummerSlam and give Charlotte her 25th reign and... You know, until she gets tired of wrestling and goes to do movies or CrossFit or, you know, who knows what. Um, uh, WWE title match. Drew McIntyre, champion, versus Bobby Lashley. <laughs> Ransom. Drew McIntyre. I am also picking the Mac. Poot. I, see, I, I, I don't, I don't want to pick McIntyre because I want, like... I want variety here because if we all pick the same thing, then it's just boring. Um, oh, what? So me me defending the title successfully? No, 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 no. It's not you defending the title oh, successfully. Yeah, yeah. It's that there's no variety. It's just, okay, flat picks across the board. There's no change. There's no drama. Also, I feel like they're crazy like enough. The WWE product. I feel like they're crazy ah. enough. Oh, I feel like they're crazy <laughs> enough to do it. I feel like uh -oh. they're crazy enough. I feel like they're crazy enough to do it. Oh no! I right. Are you see, going with? The, are you siding with the Almighty? I no. See, I'm. Mm. This could be. This could be the one match that uh, 
that reels the title back to where it rightfully belongs. It could, and I mean, are there any other matches, Beef? Oh, there are. The greatest match of all time. Oh, that. Fuck. Um... Yeah, I'm Let's not, not forget. Yeah, I'm not gonna have this. this. Go ahead. I'm, put, I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna throw the bait out. Take it if you want. Raw is or Raw. Um, SummerSlam is supposed to emanate in Boston, uh, allegedly with a live crowd. Uh, it may be half capacity, but it's still gonna be a live crowd. Maybe Reigns would get his second. You know, the second. Or not Reigns. My God. Um. Oh. 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 McIntyre is what I meant. Uh. Forty to slip and a half. Uh, maybe McIntyre gets his, you know, second coming then and, and wins the title back triumphantly in front of his fans. Yeah, well, I know you want that belt, so stop trying to plant seeds that won't grow in this salted earth, buddy. Um, that is a very good fuck. point, though. It's a good point, but I, I'm going to, you know what, I'm not going to have this Plus. one. If I, stop talking. Okay. <laughs> well, let me finish rem- talking. Remember what you were going to say. Remember what you're going to say, Beef, because I do want to. All right. It. I want to hear what you're going to say too, but let me finish my thought. Okay. All right. Christ alive. I'm not going to have this one be the linchpin that changes things. I'm also going to go with McIntyre. I won't tell you that they're booking Lashley versus uh, Lesnar for uh, at, at SummerSlam. Oh shit. Well. There is, there, what did you say? There is still extreme rules in between, right? There is, there is. So. That's what I'm. So that's, is that booked already? Lashley versus Lesnar? No, but that's. They're planning that, on it. But the why would they. are pointing that way. Why would they. So you're saying are make you, true. So are you what you're saying. Why? So Ed? no, what you're saying is they're going to make Drew McIntyre look weak to put the belt on Lashley to then put the belt on Lesnar. To that well, put the belt they, on they McIntyre the, again. They made the fiend look weak in front of freaking Brock Lesnar. Or uh, I uh, feel Goldberg. like Goldberg. I feel like Bobby. Uh, insane as insane as this sounds, I don't think Bobby Lashley and Brock Lesnar needs a belt. People have wanted that match for a long time, ourselves included. So you think Lesnar would wrestle in that match at some hold on without hold on, a Pooh. title being on the line? You know what else didn't need a match? Lesnar versus Goldberg. But you know what got a belt? I'm telling you, you know what didn't need a belt? Goldberg-Lesnar. But you know what got a belt? Goldberg-Lesnar. Not saying, just saying. I I love how now that Beef is the scribe for things, he's got his little tendrils and, and little, you know, there's oh, no well, impartiality. Yeah, I was doing this. To come to, was... come to the, uh, to come to the defense of Beef, which I don't do very often. No, you don't. Okay. Even before he was, you know, scribing this, even when, you know, Tiger Bomb Tom was doing it, Beef always did make salient arguments and salient points in, in the picks. I, don't, I truly don't believe he's trying to sway things either way. Mm. I, I believe that those are good points that he's bringing up. Yeah, well... But my question is, is that do you think Lesnar is going to go, hell yes, I'll do SummerSlam for no title? Against somebody that, you know, granted he's big in size, but he's not, you know, I, just, I don't think he's like for, Brock Lesnar caliber worthy. Because I'm, the, for a belt. because I'm the last one on this pick, I would rather have the greatest wrestling match of all time be the, the tiebreaker in all of this. So okay. I'm, I'm going to side with you guys and I'm going to say, uh, I'm you know what? Fuck it. I have nothing to lose. I'm going to go with Bobby Lashley. 
Oh no! I'm gonna go with Bobby Lashley, and it's not of the it's not of the it's not of the convincing of beef. I will just laugh my ass off. I will laugh my ass off if it's Bobby Lashley. Well, yeah, I get you. You're not the only. Uh, I will be very salty if that happens. I I think that Lashley is an overrated potato. Um, finally, the pressure cooker, the greatest match of all time. Wow. Ever in the history of wrestling or boxing or <laughs> UFC and probably space fighting. Wow. I give well, you Wait, hold on now. Isn't it booked as the greatest wrestling match of all time? It or is. Is it booked as yes. the greatest match of all time? Uh, that's pretty I mean... That's even more bold. Yeah, okay. Uh, I think I think it's probably just the greatest um uh let me see if I can find it here. Um, the greatest wrestling match ever. Wow, that's still bold. It's super bold. Uh, or, or Orton versus Edge. Arton, uh, I Arton. am Orton. I am uh, uh, predicting Randy Orton wins. Wow. Poot. Uh, actually, you know what? I'm mirroring you, Beef. Randy Orton. Oh, boy. I, I was going to pick Edge, but oh, yikes. Um, have they only had two ma- Have they only had that one match since Edge has been back? They have. Okay. And is this going to theoretically be the end of their feud? Ah. Uh, question mark. And who won that first one? Did Orton win the first one? Nope. Edge. Oh, Edge won the first one. Oh, yep. shit. <sighs> right? Yikes. See, there's a lot of factors that play into this one for me. Um, you know, is, is this going to be their last match, or are they going to have one at SummerSlam? Um, Good question. Here's my thinking. Is this going to be Edge's you do last one, or is, this gonna, is Edge going to continue on? Like, I don't... Beef, let him reason this out. Let him reason it out. All right. I mean, that was it. Like, it's just... A, is there going to be another one to where, you know, if Orton comes out on top, they're 1-1, and they have a third one, and Edge ends up going over, it's at SummerSlam, it's in front of a crowd, or is this going to be like Edge's swan song? Like, is this going to be like, all right, he came back, he proved he can do it, it's not going to be a Shawn Michaels type return where he's going to have more, you know, a lot more gears? Is this going to be it for him? I don't I don't play the. They play the remix of the Ultra Bridge song, the slow and like methodical. On this day, he saw clearly. You know, yeah. do everything is like in a uh, past tense. Oh yeah, and then like they had they have the fucking like Mandy Rose like scream vibe going on with him like leaving and 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 the tearful the tearful moment. Oh, that's funny. Christian comes out and gives him a big hug. It's over. <laughs> oh. Exactly. Damn it. Um. I don't. I don't think this is it for Edge. Like, I think he's going to keep going. I don't know why he would come back and be in such good shape just to have the one barnyard brawl and then this one with Orton. Even if even if this program with Orton is going to be it for Edge, I believe they would go uh, a best out of three for it. No. Uh, I don't know. I talked myself out of Edge. I th- I'm going to go with. What, right. what were you going to say, Beef? So, you, just, you say something about it? Yeah. 
two things. One, you know, WWE and uh, and fifty fifty booking. You know, uh, plus the whole rubber match thing at SummerSlam. That's very likely. Uh, two, you know, what better way to end the greatest wrestling match ever than some like shitty fucking heel move like rolling up with the tights or fucking feet on the ropes, or, like, you know, uh, into an exposed turnbuckle. Like, what better way to earn this, the, the fucking cheesiest fucking bullshit moniker match ever than on a fucking tactical heel move? Well, that's a, that's a salient point. Oh, boy. Uh, it's you know a what? toughie. Uh, I, uh, okay, N- knowing that, R- that Ransom picked the exact same as me, I'm going to go back and edit my pick uh, for the women's tag match. Uh, and I'm going to save the iconics just to make things interesting. Look at a oh look boy. at this look at this dickhead. Look at this dickhead. So there's two there's two matches that uh, no that we pick different. No, look at this dickhead. Uh oh. I'm just making a point. I want you to remember this moment. You go ahead and do whatever you want, beef. I'm just making a point. I want you to remember this. Yeah, we'll have to uh, the the next I'm... set of picks. We'll have to lay some ground rules. Like okay. Once you make your pick and your turn is over, there's no going back. Well, so here's the thing. You know, it's not good for business if everybody has the same picks. Uh, Ah, now you're changing your your tune. Okay, I got it. No, 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 no. No, man. No, yeah, man. I throw out my rationale for everybody to hear. And and, and I hold you guys to the same rules. And I believe... I, I believe that we should be able to change our picks up until game you, day. You 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 might as well you might as well be leaning against a pole, wearing a plaid jacket, chewing on a toothpick, flipping a coin, saying, "Hey kid, come here, I got a deal for you." Like <laughs> you, the, you, I just want I I'm not gonna argue with you. You do as you see fit, but I want everyone to remember this, listeners included. I want y'all to remember this moment. Just, I'm just throwing saying, that out there. No, okay. I have, I have, as a, 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 a point of picks, I have picked against my own natural instinct just for parody. Just for parody. So, like, yeah, if but- I knew that you guys were going to all pick Gorton across the board, I may have gone edge. But, you know, looking at the card, I'm like, okay, what, you know, triple threat match, you're always fucky anyway. Look you- at triple threat at a new house, you know? You are the only one who knows your natural inclination, cowboy. Cowboy. Do I though? Do I? I'm I'm just so saying. Listen. I'm just saying. Because I guarantee you I we're gonna you. get peaked eyebrow, grinning, cackling beef if he wins this belt. Hold and up he's, that stupid he's, spinny foam belt. He's gonna heal up and he's gonna <laughs> he's gonna be laughing saying, I pulled a fast one on you all. You never saw it coming. I did. And I am I am the scarlet in this situation. I am the forbearer of, of the end of the world here. Okay? I want that noted. I love you to death, Beef. And you have a great mind for the business. And generally, Uh-oh. your inclinations are right. But I just want this noted. And I want the canary in the coal mine. That I do believe that the Boston Hunt Connection is going to win. So I am... Put, I, I, I am spiting myself just to make it so that we all don't have the same picks. Just to make it so that Ransom and I don't have the same picks. Because I want our champion to be a clean champion. Mm-hmm. I don't want him to have to, you know, oh. because last time 
Oh, no, I'm a heel. I want to win this no matter what. I'm the foot on the ropes, exposed turnbuckle, pulling the tights champ. No, also, I'll do whatever listen, I can to hang no, on. No, 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 no. Also, you Beef, make sure, you brush your, make sure you brush your teeth because your breath is going to smell like leather with all that boot licking you're doing. You... You don't get to decide if you're a heel, Ransom. The crowd does, and the crowd. Yeah, well, everybody, decision. everybody knows it. Alec Ransom, baby. Um, no. Whoa. So, Let's not say in. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um. So let me, and I, I guess, I guess I could kind of put this into a, a legendary letdown, sort of. It's uh -oh. not to the level that the that 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 the other have been, Beef but uh, I. I, I I have I I have a bone to pick with AEW and uh -oh. their silly little twenty four seven wannabe title. Um, Wait, which one is that? Is that the TNT title? No. What, yeah, what the, title the TNT is belt. The TNT oh, belt. Okay. Which at the end of the day, once they get the main plate done, I think it is going to look kind of snazzy. Um, but right now, it does is very reminiscent of the twenty four seven title, which is very hilarious okay so you're saying in looks not in how they're defending it oh my goodness no yes no in, okay, in, in, right. in looks alone um but because uh, it's, it's 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 the off color strap and it's like the the big plate the big like plain plate in the middle that just has tnt written across it like there it's, it's very similar and, and and i had to laugh whenever i first saw it saw it oh my god when i first Ooh, saw english it. major all right um, so no, my, my point and, and my problem is with, 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 with Cody. So I do not believe he needed the title. I was pissed whenever Archer lost, you know, this, you know, they, they, they build Archer up as a monster. They have him just run rough shot over the roster. All in allude to Cody. All right. And now Cody's doing the John Cena thing. I'm going to defend Explain the that. Uh, like the U.S. Open. Uh, uh, you know, the, got it. The, the TNT challenge is officially open. Every week, he's going to have a new challenger, allegedly. But... So, okay, great. Everybody likes a fighting champion. Everybody likes Cody Rhodes, so yada, yada, yada. He, he thinks he's elevating the young guys. Jungle Boy uh, in his first defense last week. Uh, Mark Quinn in this last defense. Uh, both great matches. Both really, really good matches. Very entertaining to the to the end. But I knew how they each of them would develop and end. Which is Cody Rhodes, the veteran, with the veteran experience, just goes a little bit harder. And at the end of the match, they hug and they embrace. And Cody's like, you're going somewhere, kid. And in Cody's mind, he's saying, you know what? I am benevolent. I'm putting these kids over by letting them hang in the ring with me. I think you, it is a... You really think that's the attitude? I... Or do you think I that's can't how say for perceived? certain. I, I, that's how I'm perceiving it. Okay, I, got it. I can't say for certain because, you know, Cody, for the most part, seems like a good dude. He seems like he gets it. He seems like he's very on the pulse of the business. But to me, like, it's very reminiscent of the, you know, you, you, oh, your, your kid did something good. Good job, kiddo. In a couple of years, you're really going to be something. Like, oh, it, I see. to me, it comes off as almost insulting 
that Cody's, you know, fighting these young guys. And he's he, he has a, uh, Jake Hager at, at, at Fighter Fest for the title. And, and I think it would really behoove the whole company if Jake took it off of him. I don't think he will, but it, but it would. Because I, I, I think what Cody's doing on paper sounds like a great idea. Uh, 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 a veteran taking these young guys and, 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 and taking them to the limit and, and almost, almost being enough to beat Cody Rhodes. But to me, it, 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 it just comes off as pandering. Um, and again, I, I, I could be wrong. Um, it, it, you know, it might just be my perception, but, but that's how I feel. That's how the first two have ended. Uh, you know, next week, I don't know who he's going to have a defense against. Um, it, it might be a heel. Maybe it's because they've both been young faces. I don't know. But, like, it, it, you know, and, like, that's the way that his match with Darby Allen ended, too. Whenever there was um, no winner, they, they went to a time limit draw. You know, they, they had a big hug and, you know, pat in the back. Oh, you're going to get there, kid. You know, um, even with Dustin, like, you know, when, when, when he just barely eked out the win over Dustin, the big hug. Oh, you're going to get there, big bro. Like, it, it, that's just, like, the theme of Cody Rhodes' AEW career so far. Is like Cody thinking he's putting somebody over by letting them hang in the match with him, and and it's just kind of starting to come off as shill to me. I don't know. M- maybe I'm jaded. Maybe I'm wrong. But that's just how I'm seeing it. Huh. It's interesting. Um, I I I think it is the one time because Cody has been very um. What's the word I'm looking for? Um, very prudent with all his moves, and very giving and very understanding. Um, like corporate but, moves or moves in the ring? Uh, all, uh, uh, corporate moves. Like I, I, I mean, like in general. Okay. But I feel like this is a little bit of the ego coming out. It's like okay, not so much, you know, being pedantic or pandering to the rest of the talent and thinking he's above them. I think it's the, he thinks if the belt is on him first, it legitimizes it immediately because of the perception of who Cody is within the context of AEW. I think that he thinks if it's on him and he does this, whoever wins it off him is immediately going to be like, like the, the actual belt is going to be legitimized. Made because yeah, be it's made. made. It's not so much about the other the the talent. The talent will then, in his mind, probably is will be made by the belt, not by Cody. I mean, it's tangential. They're they're being made by Cody, but like the belt is being legitimized now. Because I don't know about you, but in the now I understand history wise, you could argue otherwise. But the the thing is with the. TV title. When I think TV title, I think mid-lower-mid-card belt. And if it's on Cody, it immediately gains prestige. It immediately becomes uh, circa 1995 through 97 intercontinental belt versus, oh, throw away ECW title or WCW title. You know what I mean? So it's not so much about making the, you know, pandering and looking down on the rest of the roster or whoever he wrestles, it's more along the lines of giving the belt immediate prestige and legitimacy. Right? 
That's fair. That's a fair point. Thank you. I feel like it, and and that was that was off the cuff. I didn't have a chance to sit and, you know, figure that shit out. So, um, uh, fellas, we are, as the man likes to say, getting long in the tooth on this one. Uh, two quick questions: Does anyone have a hot take trivia, and do we have a stump the chumps? I do not uh, have a hot take trivia. Nor do I. Uh, let me see if we have a. STC. Uh, while we're doing that, I think we should do something we haven't done yet. Ladies and gentlemen, I would like to thank our lovely, lovely sponsors. That would be Mr. Casual Gaming Dad himself, Tiger. Uppercut. Bomb Tom. And his page, Casual Gaming Dad, over on Facebook. He plays a lot of awesome games, a lot of fun games. As a matter of fact, at this moment that we are recording, uh, I am looking at uh, Facebook, and he is beginning a stream right meow. Uh, and uh, Tom is uh, just a great guy, very entertaining, plays a lot of fun games. Go check him out. Uh, Casual Gaming Dad on Facebook and Casual Gaming Dad 84 on Twitch and YouTube. And um, I would also like to thank uh, his uh, merch page and plug his merch page here. That is uh, Gould Gaming slash Casual Gaming Dad. I believe you can search that. Or just go to GouldGaming.com and search for Casual Gaming Dad. Not only can you pick up some very awesome Casual Gaming Dad merch, but you can get your very own certified 100% legitimate Pittsburgh Piledriver Podcast t-shirt, and you can be styling and profiling wherever you go, and you can tell people that you love the Pittsburgh Piledriver Podcast, so pick up one of those shirts as well, and pick up some Casual Gaming Dad merch. Really good prices, too, and very cool stuff. Also want to thank Mr. Sean Tischler and his work with IWC in Clearfield, and his just work with the Indy. Sean, you're a great guy. Um, and your work is incredible and we're all looking forward to whenever, uh, independent wrestling can get back, uh, to the state that it was in, get back to normal and get running again because, uh, poop miss Eve was very much ruined by the dreaded COVID-19 and all the restrictions. Uh, we were really looking forward to caged combat in Clearfield. And unfortunately, again, because of the restrictions that were in place, it did not get to happen. And there is a lot of wrestling right now that is not being run, despite what WWE would have you think. Um, you know, WWE and AEW are in uh, very unusual positions versus the rest of the wrestling world. Uh, do yourself a favor as well. I talked about uh, picking up merch for us and casual gaming that, but also do yourself a favor and maybe go on over to your favorite purveyor of independent wrestling uh, merchandise, whether it's a wrestler's uh, website uh, or someplace like Pro Wrestling Tees and pick up a uh, independent wrestler's merch. They could, I'm sure they could really use the money and um, you could also, they should would appreciate the support, not just monetarily, uh, but from the standpoint of someone being a fan and spreading their name. I'm sure they would appreciate it as well. So thank you to our lovely sponsors. We really, really appreciate it. Uh, Beef, do we have a stump the uh, chumps? We have a couple of them. So yeah, the, uh, let's, let's, let's do one. So this is yeah. uh, prior to Money in the Bank, so it's a Money in the Bank related question. Okay. <clears throat> what year did Money in the Bank become its own pay-per-view? Who won for the Raw and SmackDown matches? And was there a cash-in on the same night? I um, know the answer to two of the four questions. Um, I think the Read those first... Questions again. You want what the was year? the year? The year that Money in the Bank became its own pay-per-view. The winner of the SmackDown, the winner of the Raw ladder matches, 
and whether or not there was a cash-in on that same night. I know for fucking certain, um, two of them. What, um, the, f the first one... Uh, I the think the one first I'm one was 20, 20, 20, yeah, 2010 and right. 2010. And that was the year off. Wasn't that the year that edge won? No edge won the first one, buddy. Oh, that was before it was its own pay-per-view. Yep. He won, he won at WrestleMania 21. Oh, okay. So we're, we're still talking about the, uh, the first one, right? Yeah, no, yeah, we're, we're, talk we're talking about the first event. Where, yeah, like, the like, first event, event that was money that was yeah. money in the bank. Correct. Miz won that one, didn't he? He did win one of them. Oh, and... oh, that's a good call. Yeah, that was, Miz... that was, that was one of them. Didn't know. Miz won that one, and then um, didn't Kane win the the other one? Sure did. Cashed in. That's the SmackDown briefcase, the same night to beat Rey Mysterio. Oh, that's right. All right, so. 2010, Miz and Kane, and yes, Kane did cash in in that event. I remember that. Yeah, he did, because he squashed Mysterio. Yep. Yep, he came in like a house of fire, and I don't remember what became of that title reign, but, you know, I'm, I'm happy he had it, because, you know, I think I think Kane's a guy who deserves good things. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm washing my hands. Uh, you turn, oh, you through. turn the page, huh? Turn the page, did, no, my... wash your hands. Turn the page. I'm feeling good tonight, so you know I'm on I'm on the uh, throw up duty. Uh, I'm glad <sighs> you didn't think the last question was that hard, so I'm glad. Blah blah blah. Uh, the weekend this weekend's I don't know what the weekend's answer is money big money in bank became its own show in 2010, having the Nailed Miz it. win the WWE Championship ladder match, Kane what? win the World Championship match, the World Nailed Championship it. ladder match. And Kane cashing in on the same night against Rey Mysterio. Wow, we nailed, nailed that one. It. Boom, boom. Do we have a do we since we nailed that one so quick? Do we have another one? We do. Let's do Sweet. it. Uh, from 1993 to 2002, King of the Ring was one of WWE's pay per views. Yikes! This gave us ten individual winners in that time span. Who were all ten of these winners? Let me get back to a pen. Um, one of them was Shawn Michaels twice. Nope. Wait, what was it? Nineteen ninety. No, King of the Ring, brother. Oh, King of the Michaels. Ring. Oh. Yeah. Oh, no. I'm dumb. Uh one of oh, uh what was it? Ninety three to what? Ninety three to ten years later, two thousand two. Uh well I yeah. know I know one of them is Brett uh well no, Brett Owen Hart. That's two of them. Yep. Brett Owen, Mabel, Mabel Stone Cold, Billy Gunn, oh, Triple H. Are we writing all these down? Are you writing uh, all these down? Okay. I'm on it. Okay, so we have, have how many? Brett and Owen, that's have, two. Mabel is three. Have, Stone Cold, six. four. Hunter, I said Hunter. Mm -hmm. You said Billy Gunn. Uh, Billy Gunn, six. Um. Oh, Ken Shamrock. Ken Shamrock. Shamrock and everyone king of the ring. Are you sure? Yes, certain. Uh, Angle, I think, I think Angle won, yes. Angle won a King of the Ring during that time frame. Uh, Lesnar definitely did. I, I know for sure. Well, uh, no. Lesnar, uh, fuck. 
Lesnar for sure was the King of the Ring. I'm trying to de- I'm trying to decide if he won at a King of the Ring or if he won at a random event. I think. What are the years that we're saying? Ninety three to 02. so that would have been the tail end of Lesnar's first run was O two. Well, like the middle. I don't think you, then. Are you? I'll I'll call Lesnar. Okay, so, so what do we have? We have Brett Owen, Steve Mabel, Hunter, Billy Gunn, Kurt Angle. Brock Lesnar. That's one, two, three, four, five, six, I'm, seven, eight. I'm telling you, I think, I swear to God, I remember Shamrock winning. I swear I, to God. I could be wrong. Isn't, isn't Edge in there somewhere too? Edge won a King of the Ring that wasn't a King of the Ring. Uh, or wait. No, no, Edge won no, a Edge, King of the Ring. So Edge, that's mine. So I'm, I'm I'm trying to think of what year it stopped being its own thing. Because I know the Sheamus won one, Wade Barrett won one, King Regal or William Regal won one, but those were all like not their own event. Um, I feel like we're missing an obvious one. Did Jerry Lawler ever win the King of the Ring? No, no, no he surprisingly did not. no. Do you know uh, who the first the one was? I know this. Right. Red Heart. No, the very first King of the Ring. I know this. Oh, well, that was um, Harley Race. Nope. I know this one Who? because I was looking up trivia. It was actually Who? because, and I remember it because it was in my birth year. It was 95. It was Don Morocco. That's, that's, that's no. It, it may have been 85. You, you, you said 95. You mean 85. No, 85. Yeah, 85. Don Morocco. King of the Ring. I think they had King of the Ring before that because King, Harley Race was King... And I think Macho beat Harley Race to become the king. I'm not sure about that. I think anyway, I think that was we're, anyway. Uh, the last we're, we're off pace here. You so I, let's run through the mid '90s. Brett Owen were back to back. I know that for sure. Then Mabel. Mabel. Then Austin. Hold on. So '93, '94, '95. 96 was Austin. I think you're right about that. The following year was Hunter. Because Hunter was supposed to win 97. in 96. Right. 98 was Billy Gunn. Because I'm like, oh, clearly The Rock's going to win this one. And he didn't. 99. Question mark. I think 2000 was Angle. I think Lesnar would have been 01. Edge would have been 02. So 99. Wait, 99? Wasn't that... Didn't Poo say Billy Gunn? No, Beef said Billy no. Gunn. I think, I think he was 98. But Billy Gunn may have been 99, and there may have been someone in between Hunter and Billy. I think I think Billy Gunn was 99. Okay, I believe it. King of the Ring 98 was in Pittsburgh, wasn't it? <gasps> That's right. That's where Mankind got thrown off the cell. Um... And that was Ken Shamrock that won that one. Because didn't Ken Shamrock face The Rock? That's why I said I think Shamrock was one of them. Yeah. Okay. All right. I mean, I... All right. I'm on board. Is that all of them? Yeah. Because that would be uh, Brett, 93. Owen, 94. Mabel, Mabel, 95. Stone Stone Cold, Cold, 96. Hunter, 97. Ken Shamrock, 98. Yep. Billy Gunn. Billy Gunn, 99. Angle, Lesnar, and Edge. All right, I think are we are we are we happy on that? I'm yeah, I'm good. 
Wait, 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 wait. Okay, I already clicked it. The, the, go ahead. I, I didn't see anything. Go ahead. What are... I don't know why, but wasn't... You you said there was a stopgap in the actual event. No, there was a stopgap after the event. No, and that so no, like that's they... what I'm no, that's what I'm saying is wasn't wasn't Lesnar the last one before the stopgap? Yes. That was right at the tail end of when I quit watching wrestling. So that Edge may have won before Lesnar. Yes. Yeah, okay. so but but we have Edge and Lesnar in there, right? Yes. Yeah. All right, yes, we do. All right, okay. so he said, I would honestly be surprised if you got them all in order. With that being said, here are the winners by the year. Brett, 93. Owen, 94. Mabel, 95. Stone Cold, 96. 7. Triple H, 98. Billy Gunn, 99. I'm sorry, 98. Ken Shamrock, 99. Billy that- Gunn, 2000. Angle, 2001. Edge, 2002. Brock oh. Lesnar. <laughs> Good job, boys. Man. Yeah, we got the order and everything. Dude. Sure did. I told Hell you, yeah. Ken Shamrock. That's just so the, bizarre. The, the reason that you forget is because it was overshadowed by the Mankind Undertaker thing. Yep. Well, I mean, before Ken Shamrock showed up in the operation, I mean, he was he was top mid card, even maybe lower lower top card. That was like, wasn't that Ken when Shamrock his, was a big deal? That was whenever he was his star was on the rise, and that kind of pushed him up. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's... Didn't he first show up in the Brett Austin match? Wasn't that his, like... I mean, he was referee. He, he was wrestling refereeing. that match, yeah. but that was, like, the first time he showed yep. up in WWF. And then after it was done, he suplexed, suplexed the piss out of everybody. Yep. And that was his kind of introduction uh, into, yeah. into the world. Yeah. Wow. Good question, Maniac. Guys, it's like we're smart. I know, right? Well, sometimes. With our powers combined, we're a bunch of wrestling nerds. Yeah. We'll see, we'll see how all these picks play out, whether or not we're smart. Yeah, right? But then again, I guess you really can't really can't count picks that Vince McMahon has control over as yeah, no one, any sort no of one logic. No one can predict Vince McMahon anymore. Not even Vince McMahon. Yeah, no? right? There's no logic involved in that. I wonder, yeah, maybe he has those moments where he's inside his own head and his, like, meat suit is just doing whatever it wants. And his brain's like, what are you doing? This is bad booking. These are terrible decisions. Don't do that. <laughs> you, think, you think maybe he ever has uh, conversations with the uh, the Vince puppet? Like the, uh, the angel on the shoulder? Maybe. Oh, that'd be great. That'd be awesome. Oh, I'd lose my mind. That's hilarious. Right? I love the idea. Well, he's of crazy, that. so he very well might. I yeah, love right. the idea of that. Uh, but That's where uh, the fiend got the puppet. He got it out of Vince McMahon's office. <laughs> this, is, this is good shit. Um, the, uh, do, you, do you fellas have anything else, or are we going to wrap this up in a burrito? Do we have burrito time? Whatever you guys want to do. We got anything else? Did we cover everything there, uh, Cowboy Beef? I am solid, see if you have man. any other points. No, I'm, 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 I mean, I, I, I can always sit here and bitch about how over fucking you Charlotte is, but I think that we can save that for another podcast. Uh, I think that I do have a question about her. Is she going back to Raw or SmackDown or is she going, still going everywhere? So she is on NXT. Well, she's not allegedly again, because nobody knows the truth of this thing. Um, but 
allegedly her run with her run in NXT is done. Okay. And that she is a raw superstar by contract. Triple H even said that. So, oh. and judging by what they're doing with Oscar and her, their dynamic, um, you know, it 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 looks like that's going to be in the cards for SummerSlam. So we'll see. She was the first one to beat Oscar when Oscar came to the yep. main roster, right? Sure was. Yep, Oscar won uh. the first ever Women's Royal Rumble, and everyone's like, "Oh man, you know, look, they're going to do something good with an NXT person." And then, and then she was fed to Charlotte. Yep, man. Yep. That damn flare blood. It was get you yep. every time. It was just uh, one of the, the blood. I think it's, I think it's the name, man. Just the name. Uh, look, I I understand. We could sit here and we could you know we could puff upon how, uh, you know, Charlotte is overrated. But uh, man, look, she's busted her ass and she is good. She is good. You have to give it to her. She's good. Mm. And then there was silence. Like, whether, to counteract that. whether you like her She's... or not, whether you like her or not, you cannot deny her ability. She's worked hard. She has worked hard to become a great wrestler. I respect her because she works very hard. I, I, I just think you undersell her because you hate her because her last name is Flair. Um, I really do. I, I like I understand. I, I, I don't approve of anyone getting like overwashing booking. I don't like that. I, I think it I think it doesn't really benefit anybody's character unless it's very clearly they should like the way the fiend was initially booked. It, it was part of the gimmick. I get it, but like, dude, you, you you can't just sour on someone because reasons. Like, how how many times has she been the women's champion? A lot. I'll say eight. Is it eight? Seven to eight. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. So, how long has she been in wrestling? Like, starting in NXT, five like years, how many years, six years. Yeah. That's so. Just think of the dynamic of that. And this isn't necessarily anything against Charlotte. It's against the way that wrestling is nowadays. Right. How long was Ric Flair in the business? He was 16-time World Heavyweight Champion. And you compare that to how sh short a time Charlotte has And she's already been the champ eight times. That's half. She's already at half that record. Um, I, I feel it, like it, it, it's, it's more than that. Five SmackDown Women Championships, four Raw titles, one Divas title, two NXT. So, uh, twelve. Wow. Yeah, but that, so that that's over career, different iterations of belts. That, well, that's true. That's true. But you know, and again, this isn't anything negative about Charlotte. It's just it's about the way that titles are hot potatoed anymore. You know, like it was such mm -hmm. a big deal for such a long time that Ric Flair was the 16-time world champion. That was a huge deal, the amount of times he held that belt. And now it just seems to be arbitrary anymore because you look at how many times these belts are hot potatoed around that title reign, you know, the number of times you held the title really doesn't seem like it means anything anymore. It was, it was a different world, though. 
I mean, you could. Well, yeah. Well, it was also. I mean, the, the same... Jim Cornette is showing in me definitely in that statement, but I don't know. Well, it's. I think it's more the idea that like, how often do you hear veterans talk about how back in the day they would wrestle literally verbatim the same match for like two and a half months because they would just travel territory to territory to territory, like. Yep. That's the thing is the reason that belts were hung on to longer is because the loops and the stories were told over longer periods of time because it wasn't televised as much. If it was, it was more regional, but more so it was live events and, you know, word of mouth and papers and, and, and things like that. So the story was being told a different way. And we're told over longer periods of time because they told the exact same section of that story, the same night of the story, 35 times, yeah. twice on Sunday or more. I mean, Christ alive, more like 70 times. And then on the next loop, they would start the next phase of the story. You know what I mean? So yeah. it was a different world and it was a different way of booking. And plus kayfabe existed. So... I mean, you can't really, I, I, I don't agree with hot potatoing the belt, but what my bigger problem is the devaluing of belts, i.e. the Intercontinental Championship. That belt was the, like, you're the next big thing. That was the gateway belt. That was the, hey, watch this guy because he's going to be holding the WWE championship. More than likely. I mean, it wasn't every single time. I mean, obviously, there were guys who held intercontinental belts that never held a world title, i.e. Razor Ramon. You know, that was their ceiling. But it still had prestige. It still had uh, uh, gravitas to it. Now, basically, even the top belts... It's like, oh, okay, it's on him now. Oh, okay, it's there. Oh, okay, you know, they don't yeah. have the 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 own spot. Yeah, but in WWE at least, because I think in AEW, the belts actually have meaning and value. Yeah, that seems like a Dusty Rhodes type mindset of you know make the belts actually mean something, and that probably carry over into Cody. So here's the difference, though, is that back in the day with titles, like you would have them defended on, on, you know, the the big shows even. Like, you know, if 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 you saw a title defense on Saturday Night Main Event, then you were fucking seeing something, man, um, because they just didn't do it. Um, you know, in this day and age where we have you know, everything at our fingertips now. Um, it's, 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 it's about who's seeing what, and it's about who's buying what. It's about who's marketable. Because that title that's on their shoulder, guess what? That's on sale at WWE Shop. Guess what? That, you know, you can go out and get a, a replica title for, you know, 25 bucks at Walmart. You know, it, it, it's, it's about who's going to hold the title and people are going to go, hey, you know what? That looks pretty cool. I want that. And that's sad to say, but it's literally become a marketing thing. Yeah, well, that makes sense. Sell the merch. That's where the money's at. That's, man, 
Money's in the chase. The chase for the merch, that is. Yeah, in this day and age, it seems like that's what it's all about. It's all about the money. So if the money's in merch and, you know, replica belt, belt sales because this person's got it, let's do it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, it, it it's... That's why I feel like it, it's unfair for people, no matter who they are, to compare the way wrestling was to the way wrestling is. Yeah. It yeah. literally it, it, is. two different animals. Absolutely. Absolutely. 100%. So, you know, but it is what it is. But we ready for burrito time, boys? Burrito it up, Putin. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, again, we want to thank Mr. Casual Gaming Dad himself, Tiger Uppercut Bomb Tom, and uh, his page, Casual Gaming Dad Tom. We miss you, and we love you. And your, I hope you're tripoding around just fine. Okay? Hope you're taking care of that tripod. Try not to take out your own oh. ankle, buddy. Anyway. Wow. Um, <laughs> and we also want to thank... Not even on the show. We also want to thank uh, Gould Gaming for uh, letting us have the P3 podcast shirt on the Casual Gaming Dad merch page. Much appreciated. Uh, go check it out and also check out uh, Casual Gaming Dad's merch. Awesome stuff. And thank you again to Mr. Sean Tischler. Uh, we really appreciate your support. And uh, we can't wait to see what you do with uh, IWC in uh, the central Pennsylvania area whenever it gets going again. For Mr. Beef the Legend and uh, the ghost of Mr. Tiger Bomb Tom, myself, Poots Bard, baby, and your raving. Yeah. Insane. Uh huh. Ranting uh-huh. Madman Champ, Mr. Alec Ransom. Have a wonderful day, evening, night, whenever you're watching this. Oh, another fall away gimmick. <laughs>